Good evening and welcome. My name is David Suskind. Tonight we're going to talk about the beautiful people and radical chic. Usually beautiful people are confined to the society pages of newspapers. But because they're now so fascinated with such groups as the Black Panthers, the Indians, the Grape Workers, and the Young Lords, they've now become the subject, the beautiful people, of scathing editorials in newspapers, and they've been featured very prominently in the news columns of the national magazines. Tonight, you're going to meet detractors and supporters of radical chic and the beautiful people in one minute. Okay, now for beautiful people and radical chic, I want you to meet our guest. First, Richard Feigen. He is a well-known art dealer in New York, and he was a guest at the now-famous Leonard Bernstein party for the Black Panthers. In response to adverse publicity, Mr. Feigen wrote an angry letter to Time magazine defending the purposes of the party. Next, noted writer and critic Mariam Manis has for many years dealt with the foibles of American culture. Her latest novel, titled They, was made into a successful television special. John Fairchild is president of Fairchild Publications, and he is the boss of Women's Wear Daily, which Time Magazine describes as the terror tabloid of the fashion world. One should also add that it is absolutely required reading for the beautiful people. Known for his strong and caustic opinions on just about every subject, John Simon is drama critic for New York Magazine and film reviewer for The New Leader. Charlotte Curtis is woman's editor of the New York Times and was one of the first to observe and write about the current phenomenon, radical chic. Her perceptive article on the Leonard Bernstein party for the Black Panthers resulted in an angry editorial in her newspaper and national coverage. Wyatt Cooper has worked in Hollywood as a screenwriter. He's contributed articles to Esquire. He was most recently editor of Status Magazine. Mr. Cooper is married to Gloria Vanderbilt. I tried to find a definition of radical chic, and that's not easy. And the best that I could get was something described by uh, Tom Wolfe himself. He says that publicity has been the traditional shortcut for New York's social parvenus on their way to society. And nowadays, there's no publicity like social conscience publicity, especially if it is black and beautiful. What would you say to that? Well, one thing I would, I, I would say about the, 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 the term radical chic in the first place, he invented it. And therefore, it means whatever he, he means by it. It's like beautiful people. It doesn't mean anything except whatever the person means who says it, because there is no meaning. I mean, the, whatever, whatever cause he happens to consider radical then is, is radical. Is there something extraordinary and new about the idea of rich, famous, celebrated people giving parties for uh, causes like the Black Panthers? I think this is the point. It's historic in this country, starting at the time of the Revolution, including exactly. the Mexican War in 1910, the Civil <coughs> War, the Sacco and Vanzetti case. All these kinds of things have drawn parties by rich people for uh, yes, but Charlotte, I read, I read your article in the New York Times, and when you attended the Leonard Bernstein party, there's a lot of uh, tongue-in-cheek. I mean, you thought you were watching something rather absurd. Didn't you? I wish that Charlotte had said that in her, in her article. I think it would have put it in, well, a, in a marvelous perspective. But, but uh, before we, before we get, go to that, couldn't we just say here a minute a question about radical chic? After all, what is so radical about being for the American Indian? I don't know no. anybody anywhere in this country who is against the American Indian. And the American Indian was considered one of these great it, radical sheiks. Is it radical and maybe preposterous for uh, the sheik people like these to be for the Black Panthers? Well, I don't know that the, it's 
chic or radical. I mean, the Panthers are radical, but I don't know that it's particularly chic to be in support of them. Uh, well, that that's night, again a matter of opinion. Uh, that night, as you stood among Wyatt Cooper, Richard Feigen. I wasn't there, actually. Oh, I, 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 I'm not because I was against it, but because I'm just not as good a citizen as I really should have been, and uh, I wasn't there. Uh, Otto Preminger, uh, all the lovely ones. <clears throat> Did, you wrote a caustic article. Your article was sort of wisecracking. Well, I, I think that has to be in the eyes of the beholder. Um, I don't think it was uh, caustic. I think it was a recitation of what happened. Essentially, this started out to be a party which would discuss and raise money for the civil rights and of these people, the Black Panthers. It was held in a Park Avenue apartment, which at the time was considered unusual, although this sort of thing historically has gone on forever. In the end, it ended by having a confrontation between Leonard Bernstein and a Black Panther that I recorded. Some people found this very fascinating and nothing the slightest bit radical about it. Other people found it to be distasteful. And again, I say this is in the eye of the beholder. My piece was an effort to record exactly what happened. And I would turn to either Dick Feigen or Mary Manis, both of whom were at that party, for their comments if you're going to talk about my article. They have a right as guests at that party to say um, whether it was fair or not. Uh, one last thing, and I'll proceed on. Uh, some few days after your article, your editorial column described the party as elegant slumming. Would you agree with that description? No, I disagreed violently with the editorial that the New York Times had. I think it was unfair. I think it was based exclusively on my story without checking further, without any of those people having been there. As a matter of fact, I might say that all the commentary in the New York Post, in the Daily News, everywhere in the country was based on my story. There was no other story reporting that party. Richard Fuggett, you were there. And you were recorded in the article as having said, who do you have to know to give a party for the Black Panthers? Uh, did you say that? <laughs> I probably said something like that. Tom Wolfe has a facility for picking up a phrase and reiterating it three or four times and taking it out of context, wherein the phrase itself might not be wrong. And I, I was interested at that point in doing something for these people in the sense that they had been denied bail if they had and they had been denied a due process of law uh, they had been held in jail for a long time they had not uh, apparently been guaranteed the uh, rights which the united states theoretically guarantees its citizens uh, i didn't have much time so and i was way in the back of the room and i had to kind of ask who you talk to in case one wanted to help the group. Did you want to? Uh, I wanted to talk about it, and I did later on talk about it. Uh, this did not mean, nor did it mean for anyone there necessarily an espousal of the Panther philosophy. I think that anyone is entitled to due process of law in this country. Did you find out how to give a party for the Black Panther? I wasn't interested in so much in giving a party as I was in somehow, I can't write out a check, I, I'm not a man who has the means to write out a check for ten or fifteen thousand dollars or whatever it requires or a hundred thousand dollars bail which each one required to get out of jail or whatever it is so my only way of offering potential help after a discussion of the problems involved was to perhaps have a fundraising event if in fact after a discussion i decided that that was 
going to be done. Now, I decided ultimately not to do it. And Is that my reasons were very personal. The New York Times might give coverage to it? Not at all, because mm -hmm. I think that the fact that Charlotte was invited means that they don't expect to be covered on the front page. They expect to be covered on the woman's page. And I think that this is perhaps a naivete. I think that the problem here, David, is one of motive. I think that the whole thing we're talking about really here is why were those people there? I think that this article by Wolf implies that everyone was there to be chic. And now, everybody. I, I, don't, I mean, he didn't leave anybody out. Everybody, everybody has an umbrella. There. You know, and so here's this, this, this white-suited Spiro Agnew of Park Avenue praying on everybody who's at all well-known. He says that everybody he implies by reading oh, but, but don't you document some of his implications. You, you wanted to give, you wanted to be of help. You thought the best way you could be of help was to give a, a party, a no, fundraising. I event. wanted to find out what was going you on. You chose not to subsequently, not because the cause that was elucidated that night seemed to be less valid, but because it was socially now unpopular. No, David. No, 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 I can, no this, I'll tell actually, you you're not even saying the way, uh, if, if Mr. Feigen will just forgive me a minute, because I remember his walking in and what happened that night. He had another engagement to go to. He was heavily involved in a political campaign. He had five minutes, literally, to walk in and out and make an appearance. Because of this time element, he raised his hand fast, which did interrupt the party. At that particular point, you could raise hands, but was raised the question quickly, saying, I don't have time to talk about it now, but could somebody tell me the answers to two or three questions fast? And then he had literally to catch a car and go somewhere else very quickly so that the implication was never that he was going to have a party, but that he was going to figure out where he could get in touch with someone the next day when he had time to follow through. There was never a question at that party of his having a party. Right, now, wait a minute. This, this, I know I come from Chicago, so I know what it's like to be in Z or whatever that state is. Now, whatever the Panther philosophy is, this happened, and they were at the apogee of their political leverage if they wanted to exercise it. So, Goldberg, who's now running for governor of the state of New York, became chairman of a committee to investigate and guarantee their rights under the Constitution of this country. They were at the apogee of their political leverage. And at that moment, this party was held. There was a great gap between uh, this party in January, early January 1970, and this Wolf article uh, f five months later. Now, we went there willing to listen. I went there, to, I wanted to hear. I didn't in want to... In five minutes, what could you do? I wanted to talk the next day, but I wanted someone who could talk to me, who had the facts, to call me and let's have a talk about this. And if, in fact, you're denied your rights, let's have a discussion about it. I didn't, uh, I shouldn't have raised my hand. I should have said, who is it, to somebody and called up the next day. But I, I, I didn't. I was rash. Okay. Now, Did you know Tom Wolfe was coming? Charlotte Curtis was coming? Did you know? I didn't know anybody was there. I didn't see Charlotte and certainly not Tom Wolfe. If he were there, I would expect the thing to be satirized. I don't think the man has any... Uh, convictions. I don't think he cares. I think he just is a sort of a, a, a person who preys on these so-called beautiful people. I'm not beautiful. I'm not radical. I'm not chic. I'm not anything. I was there to listen to a problem, a political problem that existed at that time and to hear, make my own mind up. Now, it turns out that a, about a week later, there come out, comes out in the paper a whole bunch of, 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 of material about the of Panthers, whether or not it's true, uh, being trained by the El Fatah in actual combat against Israeli farmers in, 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 in the West Bank of the Jordan. So I am only human. I, when they called me about the party, I said, look, do me a favor. They're still guaranteed their rights under the Constitution. This doesn't change it at all, but it changes my order of priorities. Because I've been to Israel, and I know these, these, these people. I've seen it. And anybody that's shooting Israeli farmers is my enemy. 
Now, that doesn't mean that they're still entitled to be kept in jail for 11 months and have $100,000 bail or anything else, but I have other things that I have to do, and I only have that much time and not all that much money, and that is the reason I didn't have, didn't go on with the so-called party. Only because, not because they still weren't entitled to it, but my, my order of priorities had changed. Okay, we'll come back after this brief announcement. You... Yes, Mario, what do you think about all this? Well, I went to the Bernstein party uh, because I was curious, uh, because I wanted to hear about the Panthers. I wanted to meet one, and I wanted to see how the Bernsteins lived. I'm a curious <laughs> creature. Uh, how do they I live? I must say, uh, uh, lavishly. Uh, and uh, I have no question about the purity of their motives, uh, but I left that party extremely uncomfortable and convinced that this kind of mixture is a form of social perversion. Social, not sexual. Well, uh, how so? Well, I think in two, in two ways. I think that uh, it is a, a form of, of mutual exploitation and also exhibitionism. Uh, high visibility of fashionable causes, however just, and uh, obviously there, there was a lot to be said about the Panther cause, but not only uh, do the beautiful people in aggregate uh, fuss me, I am not happy among the sheik and never have been. After having been editor of Vogue for three years in the 30s, uh, that finished me. And I'm sorry, Mr. Fairchild, but my pants are uh, a revolutionary act against the midi, uh, which you have tried to cram down our throats. Come back to radical sheik. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can get in trouble just 